The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy Big Sales. Hit the like button and we're off and running. And as Tom Brady would say, let's go. Love that line, man. Tom Brady. You know the greatest thing about Brady besides the fact he's one of the greatest team sport champions of all time? Hey, you could make this argument. Is Tom Brady not the modern-day Bill Russell? This guy's the modern-day Bill Russell, but with the records. He's Chamberlain and he's Russell, all wrapped in one. This guy owns every record at his position. Regular season wins. All the regular season numbers when it comes to touchdowns and throwing for yards. Same thing in the postseason. This guy's the modern-day Bill Russell. But he's also Chamberlain. This guy's set in marks you'll never see ever again. Longevity, success. Kid acts like... He's still 21 years old. I think you do have to be young at heart to play as long as Tom Brady has. Championships matter, don't they? Championships matter. But also how you perform. What up, everyone? Appreciate everybody coming aboard. I love it. I want to throw this out at you. You know what? It's funny. I was talking to Xander prior to coming on the air here. You see what the, um, the rumors are going around Philadelphia right now? that they're not going to give James Harden a super max deal, okay? But he can also opt in for this coming year at $46 bucks. They'll offer him something to keep him in the room because what are you going to replace him with? But let me throw this at you here. Championships. We realize now that James Harden CP3 will never win a championship ring. Does that put a dent on one's resume like, do you know, here's some of the greatest athletes that have never won a ring. Ted Williams, Barry Bonds, Charles Barkley. Think of some of the greatest athletes we have ever seen in sports history. And they don't have championship rings. Bonds is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. That series he had against the Angels was off the charts. He hit like 428 or something in it. 
The guy was stupid great. Dusty Baker in his incompetence in the way that he can't handle pitching staffs has been a benchmark in Dusty's career. I covered Dusty, and by the way, I love Dusty Baker. But Dusty, when he was managing the Giants, I used to do the pre- and post-game for the San Francisco Giants and KMBR. And it was always a big thing. Dusty didn't know how to handle pitching staffs. That really wasn't Bonds' deal anyway. The point uh, Cal Ripken has championship rings with the Orioles. He's won. What do you think? Does, does, does owning the ring put the cherry on top of, would you look at Tom Brady differently? Do you look at Dameron? Like, do you, you don't go like this. Well, you know, I look at Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson have Super Bowl rings. And I looked at those guys different than I do Dan Marino or Fran Tarkington or people like Jim Kelly, who never won a Super Bowl championship. You don't look at those guys different, do you? Is it more? What would you rather have? Let me ask you this. Would you rather have a Hall of Fame ring? Or would you rather have a Super Bowl ring or a world championship ring? What would you want to have? What would be more important to you? Having that team sport championship ring or a Hall of Fame ring? Big Chris says Super Bowl ring. Super Bowl ring. Matthew, Hall of Fame ring. There's only 320 some odd men that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of the hardest Hall of Fames to make is baseball's Hall of Fame. There's a lot of dudes that have World Series rings. Jack says team sport championship. Only a few guys have a Hall of Fame ring. Thousands of guys have Super Bowl rings. Agreed. Agreed. I'd rather have a Hall of Fame ring. I'd rather have the Hall of Fame. You're telling me that I'm one of the greatest players in the history of the sport that I'm playing in. I can't do anything about team sports. I can't. You know the Super Bowls Brady's lost? Especially the one to Foles? Nobody in their mind thinks Foles is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Nobody in their mind thinks that. Nobody in their mind thinks that Eli Manning's better than Brady. Those guys got rings over Brady. You really think that it's a team sport championship? I'd rather have the Hall of Fame ring. Steven says, yeah, Hall of Fame. There are any scrubs with Super Bowl rings? There are many scrubs. That's right. There are many scrubs. Jeremiah, there's many scrubs. There's a lot of bus riders. Okay, Derek Barnett has a Super Bowl ring. He's a stiff. Super Bowl is the pinnacle. It is. But unless you're the star of those teams, that's when it only matters. If you're a bus rider, like Barkley and Shaq say, give me the Hall of Fame ring any day. Okay, not everybody's going to be the superstar on those teams. So when I look at James Harden and I look at CP3, I don't think it puts a dent on their resume that they don't have a championship ring. They're going to be Hall of Famers. They were considered two of the greatest players in the history of their sport. That's all they can accomplish. 
If it just so happens that you land on a team that wins a championship, that's called being in the right place at the right time. Okay, that's all that is. And again, I just I was thinking about James Harden. He's going to sign this this deal. I don't know. I doubt it's going to be a super max deal. But then I thought about it too, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm going, okay, so he hasn't delivered a super or a super championship for a team that he's played on. Um, does it dent the resume? So again, I just look at it like this, and I say, you know, I don't know so much as I did one time think that you had to have this. I'd rather take the Super Bowl ring. I'd rather have the Hall of Fame ring. Give me the Hall of Fame ring anytime. All right, let's move on. I want another fun topic before we move in to a comment that Troy Aikman made. Um, if you had to pay to see one athlete in Philly, buy his jersey, support him, one guy, the reigning National League MVP, Bryce Harper, Joel Embiid, who got hosed out of the MVP. Jason Kelsey, Devontae Smith. Who's the one player that you would pay to see in Philly? The one person that you'd buy their jersey. The one person that would motivate you to get up off your ass and go see that guy play. Who would he be? You know, I wrote, I wrote down some numbers here. I'm talking currently right now. I'm talking currently. Currently playing right now. Nick Foles, champions. Yeah. Go get him, Nicky. <laughs> hey, <laughs> free grub at Geno's for life. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Championship ring. Give me a question. Will, give me one guy. In Philadelphia sports today that you would pay to see buy his jersey. Harper, Embiid, Kelsey, Devontae Smith. You can add another one. In Philly, who would it be? Man. Kelsey, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. Would you pay to see Jalen? Or do you just go because you're Eagle fans? You understand that you guys are supporting Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is an Eagle. That guy played somewhere else. You'd call him a bum. You know you would. Okay? Fletcher Cox, Harper, and Dean. Nicobe Dean. Wow. Maxie. SB, I love that kid, Maxie, man. One thing came out of that series – Okay, with Boston, Maxie is a – dude, he is a player. I love watching him. Okay? Damn, man, that's a great question, huh? Harper? Dude, I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you another statistic here on Bryce Harper. 2019, Bryce Harper joined the Phillies. Same year as Manny Machado joined the Padres. You think they made the right choice getting Bryce Harper in the building? Or would you have rather had Manny Machado? Harper's, he's must-see TV. He's must-see TV. And quite frankly, if you look at the numbers between him and Machado, Manny Machado, 280. 
Bryce Harper, 283. Home runs, Bryce Harper's got him by a tick, 92-83. RBIs, Manny's got more, 261. Now, remember, a pandemic was in here, 258. Runs, 244. Harper, 269. Slugging, 500 to 563. OPS is 874 to 961. But the difference for me, Machado's one of the greatest third basemen I've ever seen. Even Brooks Robinson said it when he was in Baltimore. That guy is one of the greatest gloves there is. This guy, I watch him on a daily basis. Machado's one of the best third baggers I've ever seen. Dude, that guy can pick it. You don't see a lot of E5s over there. That guy can ball, man. Man. Yeah, you know what, Daz? I don't know, man. Okay, I think that Bryce is a better bat. Bryce is a better bat by a tick. But, dude, Machado is such an unbelievable defender. That guy plays the hot corner as good as anyone. You know what Brooks Robinson said when he was an Oriole? He said he's the greatest third baseman he's ever seen. And that's a guy that won 19 gold gloves. That's Brooks Robinson talking about it. You talk about a guy who could pick it at the E5 spot? That dude can do it, dude. Hey, Daz, we're not talking about whether or not he's a good dude here. We're talking about whether or not you'd pay to see this guy. I'm telling hey, Harper can hit. Harper has been on the front page of Sports Illustrated, and he's been on the front page of the sports pages since this kid was 17. There is no doubt. Harper was made for this. If I were to pay to see one guy in Philly play today who's active, I would definitely go see Bryce Harper. Harper is, dude, that guy can ball, man. He's not the defender Machado is. And I would say this to you. Now, the Padres have made the postseason pandemic year. They made that postseason deal. And really, Harper hasn't brought shit yet team-wise. But again, that's pitching. And that's an organizational thing again with the Phillies. Told you that. Ever since I came on the air here with Jacob Sports, I told you flat out. Their pitching has been horrible since back in the Charlie Manuel days. They have not developed on the farm, just plain and simple. But if I had to pay for a jersey and I had to pay to see one dude, I I give it to you, Daz. Arenado is unbelievable. And the only reason I would say this to you, Arenado's probably the best third baseman in baseball. And now he's in St. Louis. So those numbers – you're not going to quite see the numbers when he was at Coors Field. Arenado is as good as it gets also over there at the third base. I mean, he is he is something else. That Both him and Machado are spectacular. There is no doubt the National League has the best third baseman in the sport. And arguably, I mean, you could even last year, you could probably give him that MVP award in the National League to Fernando Tatis. He had a phenomenal season last year. Missed some ball games, probably the reason he didn't get it. But Harper also had a damn good season. And by the way, Machado's leading baseball and hitting right now. So, I mean, he's having a great start to the year. But if I had to pay, okay, if I had to pay, I'd ha- I-, I-, would, I, would, I would go see Bryce Harper. Dude, Bryce Harper, unbelievable. Just tremendous. AM, hey, Chapman has a great glove too. But not in, not in Manny Machado or Nolan Arenado's league. Hey, Schmidt, spectacular at third base. You know what's crazy? I always thought this about Schmidt. Schmidt was a phenomenal home run hitter, obviously, right? Not much in the average. 
That's why I was always kind of more of a Brett guy. Back when I was growing up, I always thought George Brett was probably the third baseman during my time because Brett would hit for high average, win batting titles. I think one year he hit 380. And every time he'd get to the Yankees and he would get into the postseason against the Yankees, man, that guy single-handedly carried the Royals into a World Series and won it. He was so good, man. No love for the Yankees. Best record in baseball? Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, here, you want me to be a Yankee fan, Chris? Watch this. That don't mean shit to me. That don't mean shit to me. Best record in baseball with the highest payroll? Okay. Again, that's like telling me Jalen Hurts is playing hard and he's ready to go for the 2022 season. Fantastic. Great. What do you want? Pat on the back? (laughs) Being right? Best record in baseball. Okay, great. Just like George Steinbrenner would say, congratulations. You are now Mr. May. Congratulations to you. You guys are doing a great job in May. (laughs) Hey, don't give a shit about May. May baseball? You hear what they're saying about the Phillies? You see what they did to the Dodgers in May? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Wake me up. Hey, watch this. Wake me up in September and wake me up in October. Then we'll talk Phillies. Okay? Jack, long season. You go five and two on a West Coast swing. You go, hey, you know, they turn the corner. (laughs) No. (laughs) Their pitching sucks and it will suck. Okay? It'll suck It'll suck all year. They're going through a good stretch. We'll see. All right. Here's the topic. Troy Aikman came out a couple days ago and said this, okay? Washington's probably Carson Wentz's last stand. Or Carson Wentz is going to be cast, as people do in this league, As a bridge kid, he'll never be considered anything else. Let's not forget something here. The Washington Commanders traded assets away to get him from Indianapolis to Washington. You got a number one overall pick in Cleveland. You got a number one dude. And four years later, they can't get rid of him because of the $18 million around his neck and Baker Mayfield. There's no market for Baker Mayfield. There was a market for Carson Wentz. Let me throw this at you here. I do agree with Troy. This kid's got to step up this year. There is as much pressure on him and Washington as there is on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Both guys are auditioning to be the future of their teams, to be a future quarterback in this league. Who wins their job and is the starter in 2023? Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Who do you think wins the battle this year? One of those guys, maybe both, might not be the starters in 2023. Look at what Carson Wentz did last year. Hang on for a second, GT. Obviously. Really. I haven't heard Howie Roseman say he's our future quarterback. Where have you heard that? Where have you heard that? You show me where the 
that the hierarchy and management in Philly has said, he's our guy beyond 2022. There ain't no place. And I will tell you this. We've said this before about Jalen. Bottom line here, he may improve, and that may not be good enough for what they're looking for. Who do you think is really under more pressure to keep his gig? Let's not forget something about, hey, watch this. Last year, Carson 3,700 yards, 94 quarterback rating, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I don't know. You think Jalen's putting those numbers up? And by the way, they had the same record. The only difference was the Colts played in a better conference than where Jalen played. Jalen played in one of the worst divisions, and the conference is not strong. You put that Colts team that Carson Wentz played on last year in the NFC, they win 11 ball games, And he's probably still the quarterback there. I get it. Tougher schedule. By the way, GT, that guy did beat the Bills' pants off last year and almost beat Brady. Jalen Hurts was not in the same room with Tom Brady. Carson went back and forth with the kid. Who wins this job? Aikman's right. I agree with him. This dude's got to play great this year. He didn't play all that bad. What organization do you think has the most pressure on their quarterback? You know what's really great about this topic? It's in the NFC East. So we're going to get to see this during the regular season play out. And we're going to get a chance to see this up close and personal because it's in the NFC East. This is going to be fun to watch. We get it twice a year or twice this coming year. I don't know after this. And they got to play in the division. Who wins the div- Can you imagine if Wentz wins the division and sweeps the Eagles? My God, I'll say this to you. If Jalen Hurts sweeps Washington and they still finish with 10 wins, I don't know that's good enough to keep this gig. Okay? Wentz beat four playoff teams last year. Hurts was never in any of those games that they played against playoff teams. So... Let's start reading here. And if I missed your post, hey, Randall, you could say whatever you want about the numbers you think he's going to do. I'm going by what he has done. So what if Wentz, what if Jalen beats Wentz twice this year? Zach, that might not be good enough for the Eagle management, knowing that there's seven guys in the NFL draft coming up in 2023. Jay. Xander and I were just talking, saying, hey, Jalen doesn't play great. There's seven guys that are all 6'3", 232, 235. Bryce is young. He's six feet. He's uh, short. He's six feet. But the rest of these guys are all 6'3", 230, 218. These are big dudes. Miss Brooks, how are you? Thank you so much. I love the fact you're checking in. By the way, Barrett is on today. 
in the 5.30 spot. So Barrett will be with us at 5.30. I can't wait to talk to Biggin. I'm going to ask him about that question I asked G. Cobb yesterday, who starts at right guard. Wentz lost to the Jags. Yeah, okay. Solo. Jalen lost to the Giants. They sucked last year. Dome says Wentz is a bum. He's done nothing. Okay? I still think they draft a quarterback no matter what Hurts does. Timothy, there's a part of me that believes that too. This is the NFL, Jack. It's about winning today. Okay? Hurts is going to surprise us all. Daniel, you know, my aunt said something yesterday. Funny, you know what I wanted to make sure that I brought up yesterday or from yesterday's show? Do you know I went an hour and 15 minutes without bringing Jalen's name up? I did that on purpose. Because I don't want anyone to think that we're sitting here and we're just bashing on a kid. I'm asking a question about who you think has the better year. And we're going to get a chance to see these guys twice this year. And both teams have enormous pressure on their quarterbacks to win the job. Remember something. I think Washington wants to keep Carson Wentz as the quarterback. They gave up draft assets. I think Howie wants Jalen as his quarterback. You know what? why I say this? What a stroke of genius. You got rid of a guy, and you paid a guy on a rookie contract. You drafted him in the second round, and he turns out to be a star. Howie likes his guys. He's got a Jerry Jones factor about him. He loves the fact that, guess what? I drafted this kid. I developed this kid. I spotted this kid. I believed in this kid. He wants that accolade. You see, the one thing that Howie Roseman fights is the fact that people don't think he's a very good talent evaluator. They think he's a hell of a GM. I think there's a difference. I think Ozzie Newsom was a phenomenal talent evaluator. I don't really know anything about Ozzie Newsom, the capologist guy. I, don't, I, I just know that, look at all the Hall of Famers, MVPs that he's drafted. Okay? Hertz needs more passing, less running. Sydney, yeah. Born again. Listen, what we're just asking here is, and by the way, I believe what Aikman's saying here. Okay? Davey Boy says, just yesterday, Sills wanted us to sign a 40-year-old quarterback with a noodle arm. Hey, let me just tell you how dumb Davey Boy is here. And Davey Boy, that's all done in context. So watch this. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts walking off the field and there's Drew Brees or Nick Sirianni? Who do you think Jalen Hurts is going to go to? Nick Sirianni? Or Drew Brees as your number two guy. I'm going to walk right over to Drew. And Drew's going to go, what'd you see? What'd you see? Now, dude, you had a guy running down the scene. You got to spot that. Move your head over a little bit. You'll slide to free and strong. And you'll have that guy wide. Can you imagine those little tiny nuances that Drew Brees could put in that kid's ear when he walks over to the sidelines? What'd you see? I'm not walking to Sirianni. I'm walking to Drew Brees. Okay? Noodle arm? That noodle arm threw for 80,000 yards. (laughs) And what's the last time Brady beat him in the regular season? 
I didn't leave anything out. That guy owns Brady. Owns him. Okay? Hey, if Hurts sweeps Washington and wins the division, he's he our quarterback. Good question for Howie. Again, the question will come down. If he wins the NFC East over Wentz, it's going to come down to those two teams, and Dallas probably, too, will be in it. Okay? Hey, it's going to be interesting to see because there's pressure on Dak. Think about what the three quarterbacks in the NFC East have right now. This is turning out to be an even better topic than I thought. Look at Dak. Dak's got a $45 million salary tagged on him in Dallas. Dak. You got Wentz fighting for his career, not just the gig. And you got Jalen Hurts fighting to stay in the league. Right now, nobody thinks... Wentz and Jalen are future quarterbacks on these teams. We're hope. All we've done the last three months is hope that Jalen plays well in 2022. And we're forecasting, predict. We're more predicting that he's going to play well. By the way, not ripping, no shade here. It's not ripping, but we're really, we're hoping all of us. Okay. Just think about this, okay? No, no, uh, Davy Boy. Do, I think that Hall of Famer, um, in my opinion, um, could still help a football team. Noodle arm. They said the same thing about Brady in his last year in New England. I disagree, Davy Boy. Don't get butt hurt over it. We'll agree to disagree. Move on. Hey, Daz. I know eighty thousand yards, right? Okay, Stu, we, we, who cares what everyone else thinks? We are Philadelphia. We don't give a you-know-what. We should because you're in that division, and you got to figure out whether or not you got the guy or not. Just like they are in Dallas. You don't think there's buyer remorse with Jerry Jones? You don't think Sports Talk Radio, I listened, and Dallas is doing this? That ain't it. Dak ain't it. The biggest profile jobs today in sports, folks, is the NFL starting quarterback in your respected city. Doesn't matter if it's Green Bay, one of the smallest cities in America, or it's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The starting quarterback is more popular than any NBA guy you have, any baseball guy you have, even a reigning MVP. Your starting quarterback. Think about the cities around the country for a second. Okay? Think about it. How many cities do you think basketball reigns over a football team when you have a pro team in that city? You think the Heat? The Heat are fashionable. I talk sports down in Miami. You think the Heat are a bigger topic than the Dolphins and what Tug of Viola is going to do this year? That's a Dolphin town. That's a football town in Miami. Florida's a football state. Pat Riley's made it fashionable 
to be a basketball moment. They care now because you know why? What's in fashion? It's like the pet rock. Here's funny. I was talking to Xander about baseball. He goes, oh, Jesus. Basketball, baseball, really? I'm with you, man. Okay? Philadelphia's a football city. Chicago's a football city. Los Angeles and New York, they don't really care. No, I'll take that back. New York is a Yankee city. Los Angeles, probably a Laker or Dodger city. Philly, it's Eagles. And the rest of it is filler. When people talk Phillies and they talk Sixers, that's filler. Unless you had somebody like LeBron or Michael Jordan or Kobe, nobody cares. The only reason they care about the Bulls in Chicago is because Jordan played there. They still talk about Jordan. Not the fact that he had the uh, Bulls had a decent season this year. Okay? So here's what I think happens. By the way, please hit the like button here. Okay? Boy, this is a tough question. Who will be the star? Will both of these guys be the starter in 2023 for their respected teams, Carson Wentz or Jalen? Man, I made a topic up. And you know me, I don't like the fence straddle. Hmm. Damn. USC, a lot of people care about, hey, LA cares about Southern Cal, or uh, USC, absolutely. Man. Fancy boy. (laughs) I know, man. It sucks. I hate this. Okay. Zach says Wentz probably will because the commies don't have any other choice. Zach. So you think there's less pressure on Wentz just to be decent for them to keep moving on. But there's more. Maybe that's the the better question, Zach. What organization do you think has more pressure on their quarterback to win their job? John says Dak's the best quarterback in the East. Eh, I think that debate's closer than you think. I'll tell you this. Probably. Matthew says the Eagles. Watch this. I think the Eagles have more pressure on Jalen. You don't spend $100 million on a wide receiver and a number one draft choice on another wide receiver and don't put pressure on your starting quarterback who's making $1.2 million. By game eight, he will lose this team, says Donald. He will lose his team. Donald, are you talking Wentz? The commanders will draft a quarterback anyway. I thought they drafted a quarterback in this last draft also, if I'm not. I think the way you've described it and how nice it is to have a quarterback on a rookie deal, it's very unlikely Hurts will be the guy after this year. Sylvan says Wentz is the better quarterback. Hey, put up Dak and Wentz's stats last year. 
I think they're pretty even. I think they're pretty even, aren't they? Wentz head case. Hey, but Donald, this goes into what Aikman said today. Troy's right. He's got to straighten that shit out, man. And I think, Ernest, I do think this. Ernest, I think that Jalen has a little bit more, plus the fan base. Philly is always going to reign with quarterback controversy ever since Wentz. It's a great take. It's a great take. It's a great take. Prescott had 1K more yards. Okay, so I think Carson had 3,600 yards. So, wow, Dak threw for 46. That's right, because the Cowboys had the number one offense in the NFL. That's right, Xander. That's right. Yep. That's right. And they still got bounced in the first round. They still got bounced. That's right. Prescott had 44, 49, 37 touchdowns and 10 picks. And Wentz had like 3,700 or 3,600, something like that, 27 touchdowns and seven picks. So he had 10 more touchdowns and 1,000 more yards um, did Dak Prescott. But here's the difference. Dak Prescott makes $45 million. He's the highest paid guy in the league at the position. Well, now since Deshaun Watson's got that deal in Cleveland, he's probably second now. Hey, can you imagine the Patrick Mahomes deal that was signed last year? Mahomes is like third or fourth now. Un- incredible. It's it's almost like, what did Aikman? John Aikman said that this is Carson Wentz's last shot to right the ship where people are going to start looking at him as a bridge quarterback. It's either now or never. He's playing for his future, as Jalen is. Jalen has been promised nothing. These two quarterbacks, the only thing Dak has over these other two in the NFC East is that he's got a five-year contract with Jerry. Okay? He's got a five-year contract. Jonathan Taylor, that's all I need to say. I'm not telling you anything other than the fact that Wentz's numbers were pretty damn impressive last year. That's all I said. You could say whatever you want. He had impressive numbers thrown to one guy, Michael Pittman. The rest of those guys in that Colts organization were bums. Really? T.Y. Hilton was never on the field last year. He had Michael Pittman and no one else in a running game. Standard, just like he was in Philly. He's your only 4,000-yard passer. You want to hear something crazy? Went through for 4,500 yards as an eagle, and that one guy had 1,000 yards. That's insane. Okay? Oh, yeah. Damn right he does. Carson Wentz now has an effective running back. He's got wide receivers now. His O-line is suspect, especially on the right side. He does has no excuses. And he's got a coach. What did Ron Rivera even say? Ron Rivera said something even today. Said something at OTAs today. Here it is here. Ron Rivera. 
People are gravitating to him. The locker room is embracing him. And we have been impressed with Carson Wentz. Now, it's May 17th. Is that coach's talk? Obviously. He wants it known out there that, hey, we're behind him publicly. By the way, Chris Greer, you know what's crazy? I think I got to take a timeout. I got to take a timeout. I got to take a timeout. I want to show you two things that were said today. One by Chris Greer, the general manager in Miami, and Ron Rivera today at these minicamps. And yet I don't hear any of this stuff being said about Jalen. Now, again, it's not bashing. It's a question. Okay, no one's bashing anything. Who wins the job? Who's got the most pressure is what we're talking about here. Okay, it's all we're saying here. Hey, don't forget, guys, our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, you get hurt or injured on the job, finding an attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly do, and that's why Morgan & Morgan is here. No such thing as a fender bender with Morgan & Morgan. For the people is not just a slogan. It's who they are. It's what they've done. For the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13 billion in compensation settlements for their clients, meaning this. They go after people and making sure you get your proper compensation. With over 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, across the country, the army of attorneys that Morgan & Morgan has for you is second to none. Size matters, folks. That's why Morgan & Morgan is the number one casualty law firm in America. They are the biggest. The call is free. 800-512-1600. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. There is no one like Morgan & Morgan. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sills, National Football Show. Hit the like button. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm going to make a point of two general managers making a comment about their quarterback at minicamps. And I don't hear the same thing about the Eagles talking about Jalen this way. I'm going to make a comment here, though, for you. But you know what's funny? I, I, I want to throw this at you here. Um, so I just I just made a random comment here to, um, to Xander. Um. So Kurt Schilling's busy to see Kurt Schilling. He's a little busy today. Okay. So Kurt Schilling said just now he's a little busy. So I'm working on getting Kurt Schilling. So he just texts me. You guys like to hear Kurt Schilling? How how does Kurt go over in Philly? Does he go over well? Does Kurt go over well? So in in the timeout, I'll get back to Kurt and tell him you guys probably want to hear from him. Would you not want to hear from Kurt Schilling? So we'll talk to him today. Now nah, we'll talk to him sometime, hopefully this week. Um, Xander just said something to me. Um, he, he's like, you know, I go, hey, Big Sills, king of content. He goes, I'm baking a cookie for you. He's right. Don't talk to me about people working hard and getting better and being a better teammate and all this and that and, you know. Do people give a shit about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay with all that? They only carry throws for 44 touchdowns and four picks and has one back-to-back MVPs. That's all they care about. Nobody cares or not if you're a good dude or not. This isn't father of the year. Nobody's voting on person of the year, father of the year, man of the year. We're voting on whether or not this guy could be the guy moving forward, your dude that's going to carry you potentially to another Vince Lombardi trophy. It's all this is about. Well, he's not really the guy. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. Zach says, Sills, why would they commit to him if they're not sure on Hertz? Hertz knows he has to prove his worth. 
That's all I'm saying, Zach. Zach, that's I'm not disagreeing with that. That's the topic, kind of. And my question to you is, who do you think wins the job for his respected team? Carson Wentz? Who has a better chance? Who's got the better skills to keep his job? Jalen or Wentz? Who's got... Take all that other shit out, whether you hate him or not. Who's got the better skill set to keep his gig? Okay? Okay? Smile, you like shilling? Daz, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay? I'm, I'm, you take a look at his postseason, then you line it up next to Clayton Kershaw, and who would you rather have? Kurt Schilling in the postseason or Clayton Kershaw? I'll take that guy, but I'll take probably Madison Baumgartner more, but I'll take Kurt Schilling over Clayton Kershaw any day in the postseason. What's up, Jake? Okay, Das Schilling is a spectacular pitcher. Okay, he's right in that conversation with Pedro and them dudes. Okay, so let me let me get to it. Oh, real quick, real quick, one thing. You see, Kyrie, you want to you want to know what arrogance is in sports. Let me show you what it is. Kyrie Irving's on a podcast. I don't know, some stupid podcast he's doing. And he goes like this. He goes, yeah, you know, if I was probably more mature, we would have won more championships in Cleveland. You know, like I am now. (laughs) Who said you're mature now? Okay. You're a cancer. You were a cancer in Boston. You're a cancer in Brooklyn. Okay, you're a cancer. And I don't mind a cancer if he shows up and plays. But when you're taking months and days off, I'll play with a cancer. But you got to show up, son. If I was more mature. Who said you're mature? Here's the guy that gets paid max money who doesn't have to give a shit about anything. That's why these NBA guys are the most standoffish and the most unapproachable athletes in American sports. They look down on you. Their money's guaranteed. Five of the top 10 highest paid guys in, a, in the world in sports are hoop players. Why should they give you the time of day? They don't. That's why hockey, football, somewhat baseball, these guys are more accessible to their fans. The hoop guys aren't. They don't give a shit who you are. Do you really think that James Harden sitting around worrying about what Philadelphia sports fans think, whether or not he gets a max deal? He knows he could opt in and get that $46 million and play into the 2022-23 season, and you owe him a boatload of money. Think he gives a shit? Think he ca- LeBron cares that shoes are made in a communist country? Of course they don't. Just, dude, Chris, they're just weird dudes. Yeah, hey, my problem with Simmons is he doesn't show up either. John says 16 TDs, nine interceptions isn't good enough. Dude, 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Think about that for a second, smile. 
Jalen Hurts threw for 16 touchdowns in 15 NFL games. And you're telling me that's a franchise number? Baker Mayfield, in his first year quarterbacking the Browns, I think, threw for 28 touchdowns, and he's considered a stiff. If I'm not mistaken, I think Baker Mayfield threw for 28 TDs. And he can't find a job. (laughs) 16 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns in like a 10-game league is good. In a 17-game league, NFL, that's terrible. 16 touchdowns. 16. That's got to be one of the lowest numbers for starting quarterbacks in Eagle history. I'll take Baker over Hurts all day. I don't know if I'm doing that, Matthew. I don't know if I'm doing that. I'd be all right with Jalen over Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I think that guy, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that guy, quite frankly, I think he's a high school quarterback. I think Wentz will play well, but Washington will lose and scapegoat Wentz. Could be Davey. So you're just going to forget about the rushing TDs. Rushing TDs don't mean shit. Great. The rushing TDs for a quarterback. Let's see the great ones in the NFL's history. Hold on for a minute. Okay? I don't want Baker Mayfield, Xander. No freaking way. Let's see. Oh, Kurt Schelling text me again. Maybe we will get him on today. I don't know. Let's see. Top 10 passing quarterbacks in NFL history. Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this for a second here. Rushing. Let's see what rushing. Um, let's see. Let me put the glasses on for this one. Rushing touchdowns. I just heard. You're going to forget about the rushing touchdowns? See Tom Brady rushing touchdowns. Drew Brees rushing touchdowns. Peyton Manning rushing touchdowns. He's third. Brett Favre rushing touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger is fifth rushing touchdowns. Philip Rivers is sixth rushing touchdowns. Dan Marino seventh. He's rushing touchdowns. Matt Ryan is eighth rushing touchdowns. <laughs> I'm trying to find a rushing touchdown. Eli Manning is ninth rushing touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdowns. He's 44 TDs to four picks. He don't rush for touchdowns. John Elway. I'm trying to find one rushing touchdown quarterback in the top 20. Let's see. Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Manning, or Marino, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, John Elway, Matthew Stafford, Warren Moon, Fran Tarkington, Carson Palmer, Testaverde, Bledsoe, Fouts, Flacco, and Kerry Collins. There ain't one dude on here that's got anything to do with rushing touchdowns. Majority of those guys are Hall of Famers. Rushing touchdowns. I don't care how you score, okay? (laughs) 
Oh, man. Russian QBs get killed short careers. Jack, dead on. Their ceiling's not high. Again, okay, I'm going to give you guys a comment here. So two dudes, tell me if you have, here, this is just me talking. Let me give you a comment here with Chris Greer, the general manager of the Dolphins, is saying. Here's a quote today, minicamps. The GM of the Dolphins, Chris Greer, just loves what two is doing. He, he just absolutely loves the fact that he's so engaged. We're really proud of the way he played in the second half of the season. Tua has every chance to be the future of the Miami Dolphins. Everything's laid out in front of him. He's embraced Mike McDaniels and his offense. And we're so looking forward to 2022. They're rooting for him to be the future. Chris Greer goes on to say, we want all doubts to be erased. Okay? Steven, you can call it. You can call it BS. But at least it's a public statement. Here. Ron Rivera. Carson Wentz, minicamp. Team's embracing him. As the coaching staff is. He's working well with everyone in the huddle. He's going around talking to everyone that's in the Washington organization. He knows this is his last chance. And we're rooting for him. So you have the head coach of the Washington Commanders in a stupid helmet and shorts saying that they're rooting for him to be the future of the Commanders. And you have Chris Greer the general manager of the Dolphins, rooting for Tua Tagovailoa and saying we want to erase all doubts. What's Howie said about Jalen? Not really anything. Here's 2022. Well, the commanders did win the division two years ago. And they're one of the favorites to win it this year. I don't know. Eagles did a few times already about your stuck on it. Once after five years, he starts going with hurt in English. You guys think Hertz will play out 23 his last year of Ricky deal without an extension? Absolutely. They're not going to extend him. You're going to, you think they're going to pay Jalen Hurts $45 million? Never in a billion years. Never. Card saying anything about Kyler? I don't have that. Oh, okay. I see your point. Yeah, Stephen, the only thing, yeah, Stephen, I'll say this, what they're saying about Kyler Murray. We'd like to have a deal done by September. I don't really need any coach talk when you're talking contract by September. You put a $200 million deal in front of me, I don't need coach talk. <laughs> I don't need anybody patting me on the head. Hey, you know, we love you. We're embracing you. I don't need any of that. You're 200 million. Okay, I know you love me now. See, that's what people always know this. Your value is what you make. Or what you make is the value on what others see you. And then you reciprocate that with the respect back to them. 
how they see you usually is how they pay you. Okay? Just remember that. That coach speak, I love you. You're great. You do a great this. You're wonderful. God, you do everything with the oh, great. My paycheck is what? We're men here. You don't have to bullshit me. Okay? We're men here. So <laughs> mm. Who do you think is better, Sills, Tua or Jalen? You know what? Who's better, Tua or Jalen? I think Tua's more accurate. I think he's more accurate. I think he sees the field better. I think Jalen is more athletic. I think Jalen's more of an athlete. See, Jalen is an athlete playing quarterback. He's an athlete. Like, that's the guy who's great at everything. He could probably hit a golf ball 400 yards, you know, and probably play tennis out the ass. Probably a great hoop player, too. He's the guy you hate. Because he plays everything great. He's a great athlete. But Tom Brady couldn't jump over a stack of quarters. Neither could Peyton Manning. That doesn't necessarily translate into the position in the NFL. Steven says no one knows yet. So, I mean, but, 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 but Jalen is a great athlete. Yeah, I was waiting to hear I was waiting to hear Xander. Xander says Tua. And Tua's more accomplished. Tua's more accomplished. Okay? Plus, Tua got the most important thing that Jalen Hurts never got. You know what that is? He got the endorsement of Saban. He got the endorsement of the offensive coordinators that were in Alabama. Jalen didn't. Once Tua got in there from Hawaii, that was it. They were waiting to replace him with him. You don't take a kid out in a national championship game and put a freshman in. (laughs) Really? I, I can't think of anything like that in my life. Well, here, let me put the kid who was in high school in last uh, six months ago. Do you understand how crazy that is? Jalen was the SEC player of the year. And Saban goes like this, and we're going to put the freshman in who was in high school six months ago. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. What was he, 16? Puts a 16, 17-year-old kid in the national championship game and sits the SEC player of the year down. I don't know. Dude, that's a big deal. You do know two is older than Hertz, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady's older than Hertz. 
So you think you think uh, Jalen's going to be better than Brady when he gets to 44? <laughs> What's that mean? Dude, talent has no age. That's why I said that thing with Breeze yesterday. You imagine walking off the field if you're Jalen Hurts, and instead of seeing Nick Sirianni's face, I get to walk over to Drew Breeze as my number two guy and go like this to Breeze. Drew, yeah, man, that safety came. He came down. He goes, yeah, you didn't look him off enough. Drew talked to him like that. Okay? Sirianni can't see that. He's play calling. Drew sees it because he's done it. Don't you want one of those guys on your team? Holy cow. Dumb takes. Okay? Dumb takes. <laughs> this Brady guy may be pretty good one day. Well, that was evident when Belichick went like this. Eh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go back to Tom Brady instead of the $100 million guy who we gave a contract extension to and Drew Bledsoe. That was a gut feeling and a gut move. It was a franchise-building move. There's been two of those recently. When Pete Carroll decided to go with the third rounder, Russell Wilson, over Matt Flynn, who they made a $17, $18 million investment with, was a backup quarterback to Favre, and decided to go with the third rounder. That was a franchise changer, too. Quarterback decisions. By the way, oh, I'm going to save this. we got to do a timeout here. Nick Sirianni's ass is on the line here with this move. Okay? I'll explain. Hit the like button. Hour two. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour two, National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. By the way, I saw Lane make a comment over here. Lane, if you're new to the show, and by the way, I appreciate everybody coming aboard, uh, please hit the like button. Lane, you could bring anything you want up. We are centric with the Eagles, but if you want to bring another team up, I have no problem with that. I service you guys. Okay? Lane, bring anything you want up, brother. I'll answer it. I answer all you guys. People talk to me about the Dolphins, the Hurricanes, college football, Rams. Okay? I, I have no problem answering anything. Okay? But we're kind of centric around Philly because we're based in Philly. Our network is based in Philly. So that's kind of where we are. But we expand out. Hell, I just got through talking that we may be getting Kurt Schilling on. We've... I'm working on, by the way, Keith Jones. Keith Jones is my boy because the NHL Final Four is also going on the same time, the NBA Final Four. We've had Rick Barry on. I mean, anything you want to bring up, dog, um, you guys can bring anything to the table. I listen to you guys, okay? All right? Jay Bates, safety available. Pretty good football player, Sydney. Pretty good football player. I'm sure Howie's looking at it. Okay. Lane says this. Let me get to him here, Sydney. That's cool. I was just wondering. Thoughts on the Green Bay Packers. I'm a big fan. Don't listen to what the mainstream media. They hate Aaron Rodgers, okay? Don't worry about your Packers. You've drafted two wide receivers in the last 40 years in the first round. And everyone's thinking this. Well, Devontae Adams puts a hole in their wide receiving core. No, it doesn't. They have developed second and third and fourth round wide receivers in that organization for the last 40 years. As long as you have Favre and Rodgers as your quarterback, I don't give a shit who your Y and Z are. I'll make a point to you. If Aaron Rodgers played on the Philadelphia Eagles last year, Lane, that team would have won 13 ball games. Won the East, probably would have been competitive in the divisional round and could have beat the Buccaneers because of one guy, the quarterback position. Don't ever think that the Packers are centric on wideouts. They develop them like the Steelers do. Here, I'll give you another thing. The Philadelphia Eagles have won games with marginal wideouts at best 
Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, T.O. Congratulations. Those are good players. The rest of them are dudes. The Eagles have won 14 playoff games since 2000 with dudes. They've never had a 100-catch wideout in franchise history. Ever. And yet they've dominated the NFC East. Think about that. The Eagles are almost like the Packers, except that Howie likes drafting these guys in the first round, whereas Green Bay won't waste the investment of a first-rounder. They just don't do it. But when you have Favre and Rodgers, you don't have to draft first-rounders. I gave you a stat, too, before. Yeah, but I gave you a stat, too, before. 60% of the wide receivers that have made the Pro Bowl are not first-round draft choices. 60% are second, third, and fourth rounders. What does that tell you? Tells you flat out you don't have to draft and waste your assets in the first round. Okay? Right. You, you wasted Jalen Rager, and they get Devontae Adams in the second, third round. Because you don't have a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not developing Devontae Smith. I don't care what you think. You, you think that guy's developing Devontae Smith when he struggles throwing the ball. We'll see. Saban didn't think so. Seals, do you think is going to have a better record than Jalen this year? AFC's tougher. But you want to hear something, Zach? I think the Miami Dolphins are going to have a better season than the Patriots. I think they're going to have a better year than the Patriots. They upgraded their pass rush. They got the tackle from New Orleans. They added Tyree Kill. They got Jalen Waddle. They can run the ball. They're good in the old line. Yeah. I think they're catching the Patriots. I think the AFC East is not going to be all that bad. I still think the AFC West will be the best. The AFC East is going to – you've got Buffalo, the Patriots, and now the Dolphins. Yes, you still have the shitty Jets. Dude, Chris, Ertz is not a wideout. How many times do you – I mean, I thought you were more educated than that, dude. He's – I did. I thought you were more educated than that. Why should we should have drafted Jordan Love instead of Rager? <laughs> Susan, Jordan Love may never seem see that again. Okay. Don't bet against Belichick. Well, how's Belichick without Brady? Let's see. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay? Now, did Belichick... This is going to go into my topic with Sirianni here, too. Okay? Not bad. There is no question. You know what? And and, and I said this to you, okay? That's right, Daz. You see, I was told this by Jimmy Johnson about how Brady and Belichick went about one another here. Okay, 
Do you know, do you, do you know what they would play war games? Tom would be on a tablet in front of Bill. It was almost like sink your battleship. And Belichick would be on the other side and he would throw defenses at Tom Brady situationally, just going over situational play calling. I'm going to bring the strong safety. I'm going to bring a blitz. I'm going to slide over the free and strong. And we're going to have an odd man rush over to the left side on the weak side. Okay. We're going to play a cover two banjo. We may play that also to the short side of the field, bringing the safety. We're going to cover the tight end. So it's block and release. What are you doing? And Brady and him would go back and forth. And they would do this for hours and hours. Brady became great because he understood Belichick's defensive mind. Bill's one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the history of the sport. I would say this to you. You think there's any coincidence, okay? You think there's any coincidence that Belichick coached the greatest offensive player and the greatest defensive player of all time? You think there's any coincidence to that? Think of that. Lawrence Taylor and Tom Brady. He coached the greatest defensive football player, him and Reggie, the greatest defensive football player and the greatest offensive player in all time. He took a six-round guy and taught him the game. Okay? Dude, Sirianni has to teach Jalen the game. They were unable to do that in Alabama. Okay? Unable to do that. Parcells had Belichick and Coughlin. Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick, dude. Think of that. Never won one Super Bowl without Belichick on his coaching staff. Ever. When Bill wasn't on that staff, they never won. So what's your point? I still think Red, Red hey, listen, Daz, you you Reggie's the greatest D lineman of all time, and it's not close. This kid Aaron Donald's not in Reggie White's league. And by the way, you could flip a coin and you could take Reggie, and I take LT, or I'll take Reggie and you take LT. I don't think you're disappointed at any one of the two. I think it's those two and then everyone else. Okay. I do. Um, ESPN saying that Donald's, of course they're saying Donald's better. <laughs> Donald can't play to run. Reggie White would destroy you. Re- Aaron Donald's one of the worst run stoppers for a defensive tackle that they're calling great. But then again, you know, people don't run the ball. You hear Jaws, who came on this program before, saying that. Okay. That he would never run the ball. He'd be like the arena league today. Yeah. Hey, William, Reggie or LT. Hey, right. You're not, you're not going to go like this. Hey, I'm really disappointed. I got Reggie. (laughs) Hey, Sills, you lose the coin flip. Who do I have? Reggie white. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) That, that that, we're good. Reggie's just dominant. Six foot five. 300 pounds, 
Couldn't block him. Throwing dudes on their head. Dude, you put a double team on him. Kills everyone. I've never seen men thrown like that in my life. Good God almighty, man. Sydney says, my point being Cawthon would compete against. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sydney, if you actually look at Tom Cawthon's record, I think this record, Tom Cawthon has the same record as uh, Bill Parcells. About a 532 win percentage. Both guys pretty much in the same. And you got to remember something, too. Cawthon started his career in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. One of the landfills of coaches. And he started his career there. Donald top five for sure. I would say that, Chris. Donald's top five. Do you think the Eagles want to be the first team to win a Super Bowl with a running team? No, I don't. You, But wait a minute, GT. You guys have told me that. They don't want that. You guys have told me they don't want that. You flat out said ownership doesn't. Steven? Derek Thomas can rush the passer for sure. Derek Thomas. (laughs) I believe he went to Columbus, if I'm not mistaken. He could play, man. Derek Thomas could play. I'll take TJ over Aaron Donald. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I never said that. I never I I I was told that Howie Roseman doesn't like the style of football that they're playing right now and that they want a traditional passing offense. That's why they you think they spent 100 million dollars to run the ball on a wideout? Okay? Yeah, he was also there with Cornelius Bennett too on the other side. So they're two two outside linebackers. <laughs> Your two outside linebackers were Cornelius Bennett I never said that. They want to be the first team to win a Super Bowl running the ball. (laughs) Okay, I did. How he wouldn't have got A.J. Brown. That's right. Dog, I think they want to throw it. Okay, now this goes into this. Ownership wants a passing offense. Why do you think Sirianni had air raid offense the two, to start the season? Absolutely. I agree. Okay? Okay? There's no question. So, Sirianni has to teach Jalen the game. He still has to teach him the game. Nick Saban couldn't. Lincoln Riley did, but in a pass-happy conference to Big 12. Big 12 plays no defense. That's why when they got into the semis, they got destroyed because there's no defense at Oklahoma, which is crazy. When I was a kid, Oklahoma, I was going – I had initially signed my scholarship. I posted it before. Um, I signed my initial scholarship after I left Maryland with Oklahoma. I was going to go play at OU. And I posted that. And I still have my scholarship. I was going to go play at OU. They had great defenders. Now, I would never think about playing at Oklahoma. Or now, no, because Venerables is there. I would think about playing there. But when Lincoln Riley was there, I would never go to Norman, Oklahoma. 
and play defense, especially in that shitty conference. I would never. And, and, and I say shitty conference only because defensive football players are not really in that conference. Okay. Oh my God. When Bud Wilkinson and Switzer were there, they were just tough, big. I love playing against them. I really did. I love playing against them dudes, man. Um, ownership shouldn't be involved in such decisions. Lane, this is one thing that I'm learning about the Eagles though. And what I'm learning about a lot of teams now, because they really go with the numbers now. Um, they're not leaving it up to the coaches. They are have, they work side by side with many of the organizations. The chargers are doing the same thing. Look at, look at even Sean McVay, what he's doing with the Rams. He works almost in sequence with Les Snead and Kevin Demoff, the executives there with the Rams. Those guys are working hand in hand. You're not seeing total power coaches any longer. You see, this was the problem with Doug Peterson. Okay. Here's the problem. Doug is an old school mentality guy like Andy Reid. When Andy Reid, get, get this, look at the, why do you think these new coaches like the Sirianis of the world are being hired or the Brandon Staley's or the Kevin Stefanski's that you've never heard of? You know why? They work with front offices. They work with the metrics and the numbers that the front offices and the input that the front offices have in hiring of assistant coaches. It's a new trend. You don't see the Jimmy Johnsons, the Mike Ditkas, the Joe Gibbs. Andy Reid is a dying breed. And by the way, Andy Reid, since he's gotten control, in my opinion, of the personnel in Kansas City, I think the personnel in Kansas City has gotten worse. They lose Hill. They had to restructure the O-line. They're going to lose Chris Jones next year. They're not paying him $28 million. And Chris Jones is probably not worth $28 million, but he's making $25 million now. Okay. They're going to continue to lose because why? Paying their quarterback $50 million a year. Brian was great in college. It was really great. Ed Reed is not only the best safety of all time. Ed Reed's the best hurricane of all time. He's just incredible. Zach, do you think defense still wins championship sills? Can we get it done with the middle of the pack quarterback? See, Zach, I think you can do this. I think if you have a top flight quarterback, I think you can have, watch this. You think the Rams defense is really great? Look, they have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. They let Von Miller walk. They just got dudes on there. They got a great, they're paying the right positions. Quarterback, safety, pass rusher, wide out. That's the new formula. Okay? That's the new formula. The new formula is doing this. Pay for a corner, pay for a pass rusher, pay for a wide out, pay your quarterback. Nobody's going to pay running backs. That's where Jones got in trouble. Jerry Jones got in trouble because of paying for Zeke Elliott, okay, Jalen Smith, all those stiff guys, paying for a linebacker. Like, what are you paying that for? 
Okay, look, look at even Khalil Mack. What did Khalil Mack do for the Bears? He did nothing. The Raiders got better. Look at this five years after. Okay? Look at five years after the Khalil Mack deal. Raiders sent Khalil Mack to the Bears. The Bears are worse. The Raiders are better. Signing guys, drafting guys, using those assets they got from the Bears, and they're better. Even through the chaos. They let go of one of the top pass rushers in Khalil Mack. I'll trade him. Gruden traded him. He was right. Because they had other positions to have to. They had other positions of need that were more. And look, pass rusher is important. But what did the Bears do with him? They never did. They had one good year in Chicago, two years with him in Chicago. They beat Brady two years ago up there in Chicago. That was the last good Bears defense. After that, it's fallen apart. Okay. Yale, they got all those draft choices. And what they did was they built the football team. Raiders are better now. They're a contender. Then they had Devontae Adams. Shit, man. That AFC West, all those teams may actually qualify for the playoffs. I don't think, hey, has that ever happened? Like all four teams make it to the playoffs? Because that could happen. Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders, all four of those teams are legitimate playoff threats. Okay? Um, Well, whatever. I'm not talking about behavior issues. I'm talking about making it happen. And the Raiders, even with the chaos, they made it happen. So again, you're talking about developing an offense. You're talking about putting people in the right position. Nick Sirianni also asked, and by the way, you know, you guys are telling me, somebody goes like this, this guy's trying to convince you that Drew Brees would be a better, better for our team. <laughs> so wait, do you truly think that Nick Sirianni's more offensively inclined than Drew Brees? Are, do you really believe that? Do you think that Nick Sirianni knows more offense than Brees? I pray no one on this show today says, says yes. <laughs> You'd be out of your mind. Think of the situations he's seen Ben in, done it. Think, just think of that, what he's done. The kind of things he did for New Orleans. Hell, people forget this. You know Drew Brees was a pro bowler when he was in San Diego? He was a pro bowler with the Chargers, too. And they still drafted Phillip Rivers. Okay? And they still drafted Rivers. If it wasn't for Brees getting injured, I think Rivers would have been dealt, not Brees. Okay? Because Schottenheimer liked Brees more than he did Philip, A.J. Smith wanted Philip Rivers, the general manager, and that was the big rub. And that's why Marty got fired after a 14-2 season. Imagine that. Marty Schottenheimer was 14-2 and and got fired. 14-2, and and he got fired because he wanted to deal Rivers 
and keep Breeze. Who would you rather have, Rivers or Breeze? I think the, I think the story's been written. There's another quarterback decision that went poorly. The Chargers keep Drew Brees and San Diego. San Diego probably still has a football team. They would have won a Super Bowl. Brees would have delivered. Schottenheimer was 14-2. and two. The year they went to the AFC Championship game, I think a year later or a year after that, maybe two years after that, I thought they had a better roster than what the Patriots did. The Patriots' first Super Bowl. I thought the Chargers had a better roster with the Damian Tomlinson, Rodney Harrison, Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates. I thought they had a better roster. Let's be real. Breeze is washed. Yeah, Colby, everyone thought Brady was washed his final season when he threw picks, his final playoff game, okay? Well, technically, they drafted. Okay. Technically, sure, the result was Rivers played in San Diego slash L.A. at the end. And I, Hey, and Daz, he was right, Eli, not to go to San Diego because let's be candid here. The family that owns the Spanoses have been a train wreck as an organization. They bitch and cry over $500,000 with Joey Boza. That's why Boza missed the first four games of his career. You know, some stupid clause in a contract they wanted. They wanted to recoup money if he got cut or something. They wanted to hedge their bets. Look at what they've done, man. They couldn't keep the team in San Diego. They didn't want to because they wanted to just lift it up. As soon as they got the team, they wanted to try to get to L.A. as quick as possible because they knew the value of the team would go up. How many rings does Breeze have? I think he has one. I think he has one. I don't believe they made it to two Super Bowls. I don't think they made it to two. I think they made it to one. Hey, by the way, Colby, you want to hear something crazy? I don't know why people look at Sean Payton in a higher light than they do um, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy and him have the same resume. Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring too. Okay, he had Aaron Rodgers. He had Drew Brees. I don't know. Yet Mike McCarthy's looked at because I guess he's a Cowboy coach and he coached with the Packers. But Mike McCarthy has the same resume pretty much, same win percentage as Sean Payton does. But yet we look at Sean Payton as some sort of guru guy. Why? (laughs) Did he overachieve or underachieve with Brees? Right? Did Sean Payton overachieve or underachieve with Brees? I'd say he underachieved. Okay, Sean. Hey, okay. Fair enough. Colby, if McCarthy sucks, so does Sean Payton. Yeah, right, William. And he plus he played in a dome. Yeah, and Vesely. I say this to you about Tony Dungy. This is why coaching is so important. Sirianni has to be on his screws with Jalen. I say this to you, Tony Dungy underachieved. He wins one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and Indy. He makes it to the Hall of Fame. Why did he make it to the Hall of Fame? Why did, why did Tony Dungy make it to the Hall of Fame? What has he done 
that other coaches haven't done. And don't turn it into a race conversation. I'm talking about coaching and football here. You can put that shit in a classroom. I'm talking about football here. I'm not talking about that dumb shit that the media talks about. Football. Tony Dungy won one Super Bowl, dude. One Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's the first minority, and he's not the first minority to win a Super Bowl. He's not. Tom Flores was. Gruden hosed Dungy. Last time I checked, John Gruden didn't own the Bucks. That'd be the Glazers. And Dungy would never have won a Super Bowl in Tampa. He would never have won a Super Bowl in Tampa. He was too loyal to his coaching staff. And the Bucs wanted to make a change. I was there. I was there for 15 years. He was protecting Clyde Christensen. And Dungy wanted him to remain as the offensive coordinator. And they wanted to make a change at the OC. Dungy didn't want to make a change at the OC. So the Glazers fired him. It's their team. They had every right to fire him. Um, hey, I love Gruden, but Dungy built that defense. Actually, the people that built that team, Sam Weish brought in and drafted John Lynch. Brooks and Sapp were because of Rich McKay and that front office. The t- Tony's sister, Tony had a great coaching staff. Mike Tomlin was on that staff. There was a boatload of great coaches that were on that staff. I'll give you this. Tony had a phenomenal, just a, just an absolutely spectacular coaching staff. And Tony's really been known for really a great coaching tree. Lane, the Giants, I don't know if they're the worst team. I know they're the worst organ. No, I'll take that back. The Bears are. Jesse, Big Sills, you think Peterson would coach the Eagles better with this current roster? Jess, you know why I think he'd have a problem with this Eagle roster, Doug Peterson? Because he wants to do things his way. There's a line in the sand for him, and how he's got a line over here in the sand the way he wants it. And I think that would collide, and I think that's what got in the way and why your football team went from four years earlier winning a Super Bowl to four years winning four games. Okay. I think that's what happened. There was a power struggle inside the organization and ownership was going to win this because ownership believes in front office owning and running the team. Okay. Let's, let's be candid here. Howie Roseman's a mouthpiece for the owner, the owner and him go over the identity of the organization. And that's how they want to build this thing. And to Howie's credit, he can light a candle on that Super Bowl cake. Okay. He can light it on that. You Hey, Sills, your philosophy and the way you want to see it and the way you think, they, well, you know, they won. I mean, end of the day, I can get a backhanded slap by somebody in that organization going, yeah, you know, that's all great. And that shit you're talking here, we won, though. We won our way. Okay? That says you can never call Philly fans racist. We love McNabb and Cunningham. Bro. Who would ever say that? Who would ever say that? I think Philadelphia sports fans are the greatest fans. Them. I think the Boston fans are great too, man. I think Chicago fans are great. 
I think the Packer Nation, Steeler Nation. Here, I'll name them. Philly fans are awesome. Boston fans are awesome. May not like them. Chicago fans are great. Packer fans, Steeler fans. You know, the 49er fans have a sneaky, and so do the Bronco fans. Okay? Cub fan is over the top. Okay? Celtic fans, good. Laker fans are front runners. Okay? Laker fans are front runners. In the state of Florida, it's mostly college football. Okay? Bill's Mafia, Stephen. Wow. Buffalo's got a great fan base. William, Buffalo. Holy cow, man. That Bill's Mafia, second to none. All right. Hey. We're going to hit more on it. We've got a whole boatload of stuff here, too. By the way, don't forget Barrett Brooks at 5.30 Eastern time. Guys, Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. The fee is free. means this. They don't get paid unless you do, and you get your fair compensation. That's exactly what Morgan & Morgan does. And choosing a lawyer is one of the most important things that you can possibly do is getting an attorney if you're hurt or injured on the job. That's what Morgan & Morgan is all about. And for the people... It's not just a slogan, my friends. It's who they are, and it's what they do. In the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion in compensation for their clients. Size matters. That's why I say this to you. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, Florida, and across the country, there is not a bigger casualty law firm in America than Morgan & Morgan. Their size matters here. They're not going to be intimidated. There's no such thing as a fender bender. When you're talking with Morgan and Morgan, look, the call is free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call them. Make sure you get there because you know what? The consultation's free as well. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sills sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. 
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. I saw Canjo go. Sills, you could be on TV. Really? <laughs> a TV guy, right? Are you kidding me, man? Mainstream media? Folks, this is a platform where I get to talk the way I am because I can. I can't do this on The Fanatic or WIP or EEI in Boston. I can't do that. I would get here. I'll tell, I'll give you guys. That's right. Yale, this is TV. That's right. Kanjo, I'll, I'll tell you a story here real quick before I move on. I got a face for radio BF. Thank you. Um, I was earmarked to be the morning host on WEI and take over for Callahan. Okay. I was earmarked to be the morning guy there. They were moving I was never fired in San Diego. Like you read on the internet was never fired in San Diego. Intercom never fired me. I've never been fired by intercom. Okay. What though? All the people in the media like to say that it's not true. I was doing shows after I left San Diego and Boston at night and on weekends because they were offering me. And then I had a contract in front of me three years to be the new morning guy. I think they got some guy in there called Greg Hill. They moved them over from news. And it's been a train wreck. And they were going to put me in there, but there was some sort of activist guy. This guy has said this. This guy has said that. And people were loving my show. Do you want to hear something? I would do a three-hour show with no guest, just taking calls like I'm talking to you guys. And finally, Intercom went, hey, man, I don't know. And I, I, then I went to work for um, iHeart. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's all right, man. That's all right. You know? Yeah. They, they balked that. I had a three-year contract in front of me, 400 grand, 400 grand a year with incentives. 
And I was like, eh. <laughs> I got a radio face. Who's replacing Angelo? Dude, <clears throat> I'll tell you a secret. Hey, this is one of my favorite things. Just so you know, I got a face. I got a face for radio. I've won 10 of these in a row. Best local sports talker in the country. I was one of the top 30 guys in America for like 10 years doing sports. No, Zach, it's all good. No, no, no. Hey, man, thank you, Colby. Thank you. That's really cool. I'd love to hear that, Colby. Thank you, man. Our draft coverage at Jacob Sports was spectacular. Okay. Stern fake, Sydney. Oh, oh, Greg Hill. Dude, that, dude, great. Hey, know this. That guy talks trash on me to this day. I've never met the guy. If Hertz does good, what will the narrative become? We had an easy schedule or look at all of his weapons he had. That's weak, GT. He can only play with the schedule in front of him. I don't look at things like that. I don't look at it like that. Okay? Okay? Real weak if he does. Good, it's contract time. <laughs> hey, if he does all the things and he really plays well, GT, he deserves everything he gets. And I'd be right behind him going, hey, okay, 400K, done deal. It was supposed to be. I am, Blake. Thank you very much. I bust chops, Big Sills. Big Sills is my guy. Dude, I love you, man. Thank you very much. There are no weak schedules. That's right, Steven. This is the NFL, man. Dude, anybody who thinks that stuff, BF, it is all good. You guys are fantastic. You guys are wonderful, man. Hey, I don't think there's any. I'll tell you guys, man. I think I told you this before. So I get in my my rookie year. And so we're going up to Green Bay. Green Bay wasn't very good. You guys remember a guy by the name of Don Mikowski? Do you remember that? They called the Magic Man. He was like before Favre. I think Favre took over for him. Now that I come to think of it. Okay. Hey, that's right, Kanjo. I'm going to make a point to you. You remember the Magic Man? Remember him? I went like this, and we were like four and two, the buck. We were like, we got out to a good start this year for whatever reason. We go up there. I look at the record. It's my rookie year. I go, ah, Green Bay sucks. Look at the record, man. They're two and four. We'll kill this team. They beat us. I was like this. Holy shit. And I remember a veteran guy coming up to me, Bubba Grimes, our center our captain. He goes, dude, there is no, there's no layups in this league. Every game has about 20 plays in it that separate the good teams and the bad teams. Now, occasionally you'll get a blowout, but the league is built on parity. And the separation between really great, like watch this, Lindy and Fani, correct. As a matter of fact, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Here's the program for that game. I like having facts. 
so you guys don't think I'm just bullshitting. Let me see. Big Sil's in here somewhere. Here. Look where we played this one. I got to play at Lambeau the next year. We played at Old Milwaukee Stadium, County Stadium, where the Brewers played. We're on the same sideline. I'm going like this. What are we doing here? We're on the same sideline. It was really ridiculous. Yeah, Ray Perkins was my coach. Let's see here. Here it is. So here's Big Sills. I think you can see it. Yeah, Big Sills. I'm on there. This was the program for that game. We go up there. I'm like this. Look. Hey. We go up there, right? And... um. They beat us. I was like, holy shit, man. I can't believe it. Still's got a mullet. Eh, I can't, yeah. I don't know. I, it's it's religious. <laughs> Magic threw for 4,300 yards, which was big time back then. Really? Is that you holding the Budweiser? <laughs> oh. Uh, get your program here. Thank you, Gary. That was really weird going. But then the next year I went to Lambeau because we played in the um, NFC Central Division. So we played twice. So we went up to uh, Green Bay and we played um, we played Lambeau up there. Yeah, that was crazy, though. I played it. I walked into this baseball stadium. So I walk into the baseball stadium and we're playing a football game because back then, get this, all the way until like 90, the Packers used to play one game in Milwaukee because they wanted the fan base around the state. So we played in Milwaukee. We're walking through, and I see Henry Aaron's first baseball bat and home run he hit. I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. I walk in there. My aunt was there. She showed up too. She was there. She watched me play against the Packers. Oh, that was a fun time, man. And we're on the same silent, and it was cold as hell. <sighs> Big Sills highlight reel. Fun time, man. Fun time. All right. Hey. Here are the four quarterbacks that people are going to be vying for. By the way, there's like seven of them. The kid Malik Cunningham at Louisville will be a guy that could probably go in the first round too. There's other guys, but these are the four guys people are going to be looking at. And I would say this, these four quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, I think that's how you say his name from Kentucky. But look at the sizes on these guys, 6'3", 220, 6'3", 232. Bryce Young's 6'194". Hmm. Would you draft a quarterback at six foot one ninety four? He's awful talented. Tyler Van Dyke, six five two twenty four. That's what you're looking for. Would you draft Bryce Young 
at six feet, 194. Uh, I don't know about a sack dance, Chris. No, Chris, I did something dumb. Me and Jerome did dumb things. I did this and Jerome did this. And sometimes we switched it up. It was dumb. Uh, don't ask me. I don't know. We were always trying to upset the apple cart, and we did. <laughs> Bryce Young, best quarterback in the draft. Matthew, boy, he's surely the smallest. Transferred from Pence. I did not know that. Nice fan. Great knowledge. I did not know he transferred from Penn State. I'm out on Bryce, says Daz. Daz, six feet, 194. Good point, Yale. Yeah, but hey, Mahomes is 6'3". Breeze is six feet. And I covered Drew's last game when he was at Purdue against Georgia in the Outback Bowl. Okay? Xander says this. He can still sling that effing rock. Someone's going to take him. Man, he's really talented. But he's really small. Okay, it'd be like drafting Doug Flutie. Flutie's 5'9", so that's not fair. There is a massive difference between 5'9 and 6 feet. Okay, a massive difference. If he is 6 feet, they list him in the program, I think, at Alabama at 6'1", which means he's probably 6 feet. Always take an inch off, okay, because your colleges are always going to make you look bigger. For the opponents, like they had me at six, two and a half or six, three, and I'm not, I'm six, one and seven, eights. Okay. So yeah, I mean, what does Hertz need to do to secure his quarterback spot for the next couple of years? Thomas, that's such a hard question. I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Okay. My wife tells me that all the time. Thank you. What does, what, what, dude, watch this. If, if Jalen wins the NFC East, wins a playoff game, this, this, this is, hey, this is how we started the show off. Watch this. I actually think if Carson Wentz wins the NFC East, gets his team in the playoffs, I think Carson Wentz will win that job for the next four years. If Jalen Hurts wins the East, gets the team in the playoffs, I'm not sure. Have you, what's this? Let me ask this question to you. Do you think the front – here, let's take it out of our – let's take it out of our deal, whether or not we think. Have the Eagles said enough publicly to make you feel that they're really confident that Jalen and they have found their guy? Or are they wishful thinking – is it wait and see? Because qu quite frankly, guys, I got to tell you, if you're now at May 17th, 
let's wait and see. You're going to make a move off your quarterback. If you are going into mini camps and OTAs and you're not sure right now that he's your guy, I'm not sure that he can do anything. Wait and see. Steven says, I don't think they know. If you don't know on May 17th, how about, that's a great question. Let me write this one down. We're going to start the top of the hour. By the way, don't forget Barrett Brooks at 5.30 Eastern time. I think he's got a Dawkins an event tonight, so we're probably not going to be able to keep him on long, but we got some questions for him. That's a great question. I'm going to write it down. Wow, I love this. By the way, I don't feel in any way anybody's been bashing today. It's been a great open conversation today. It really has. I'll tell you what, Sydney. if he hangs around that 3,800 mark with 25 touchdowns, the touchdowns are going to get the games and the wins. Bob says he doesn't think Sirianni wants Jalen. I don't think Sirianni has a choice in who his quarterback is. Does that make sense? I think Sirianni's brought in. Tell me if you agree. Here, we got to do that one too. Two great topics coming up. Two great topics. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour three, welcome aboard. By the way, Seth, we've had great conversations today. Really great conversations. Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Fantasy as Hertz ranked seventh. Not that that means anything. I don't know, Nathan, how I look at fantasy football, they obviously think he's going to get in the end zone a lot. Okay. And when people are are making bets and putting money up and putting money behind, like I tell people this all the time, the true evaluators in the NFL and the great analysts are the Vegas bookies. Okay. They put money and lines up. Whatever I say, whatever. I don't put any money up on this. Those guys set the lines. Okay. Money talks, right? Money talks here with this stuff. So, yeah, hey, Barrett Brooks will join us at the bottom of the hour, 5.30 Eastern time. Got some questions for him. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Hey, real quick, real quick here, just to show you something here and how the NFL is the closest thing to the WWE. How can Jerry Jones' team be worth $10 billion and he hasn't won shit in 25 years? Eagles have dominated the NFC East. The Patriots have been the greatest dynasty in NFL history. And yet it's the Cowboys. It's Jerry's marketing. Jerry went on a podcast with Peter King from NBC. And I love Peter King. Okay. And you know, what's funny. Xander, I think Xander's now getting an understanding of who David Hill is. We've had David Hill on this show. David Hill was the founder of Fox Sports. He was the president, CEO of F1. You don't do anything in television without asking in sports, David Hill's advice. He's the man. He's the guy that signed John Madden. He's the guy that brought Troy Aikman. He's the guy that created... Fox Sports. They didn't have Fox Sports. David Hill's the guy. And guess what? Listen to what he said. You guys are going to love this. Okay? You're going to love this. 
So they were sitting down and Jerry, I guess, was having some issues. Michael Irvin was in trouble. And the Cowboys were kind of like always in the public eye, not for very good things. And Jerry goes like this to David Hill. He goes like this. Yeah, man, I'm going to rein this in. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to get out of the media. David Hill, they said, jumped out of his chair behind his desk and said, don't you dare touch my Cowboys. Don't you dare touch my Cowboys. They are the greatest soap opera in the history of the NFL and in sports. And if you do anything like that, Jerry, you'll regret it. And Jerry Jones said to Peter King yesterday, it's the greatest lesson I ever got and how to expand the brand of the Cowboys. Somebody put up here, brand and hype. Yeah. Jerry Jones hyped his franchise with good and bad news to having a market value of $10 billion. The two biggest brands in North America are Yankees and the Cowboys. And why is that? Who was the greatest Pied Piper for the Yankees? It was George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner bought the team from CBS for $3 million. He bought the Yankees for $3 million back in 73. Look at the Yankee value today. But it was all built off a of drama. That's what the league has marketed. That's what the league is great. So get this. You really think that the Sean Watson thing is bad for the NFL? Colin Kaepernick? Why do you think they keep it going? Why do you think they like the flames? Why do you think they released the John Gruden emails? Why do you think they do all that stuff? Because it's publicity and it sells. They love all of it. Good and bad. The brand, the more you talk about the NFL brand, the better for the league's value. People are not going to not go to the circus. They're going to the circus. The Cowboys are the biggest circus in American sports, in North America, maybe in the world. David Hill was right. Jerry Jones built it off a of theater. Wasn't winning. Somebody was right. Get this. Three wins in the last 25 years in the playoffs. The Eagles got 14 wins. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles have 14 playoff wins. Okay. That matches every other team in the NFC East. But they're not as big a brand as the Cowboys. Hey, let me ask you guys this. Did you love it when T.O. was on the Eagles? Or Vic? Did you? Okay. Okay. Did, did, you, did you like it? <laughs> yeah, Thomas, yes. Come on. Did you like Vic and T.O. on your team? Okay. Oh, hey, fan. The Cowboys are the Kardashians of the NFL. They are completely the Kardashians. 
zero results, make a ton of money. <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, hey, come on. That great that gang green with Buddy and the body bag games. Come on. Right? I say this to you, and I say and I and I say this with respect. I know you love that 17 Super Bowl, and it means a lot. It'll be one of the crowning achievements in the history of Philadelphia sports. But you like the gangrene teams more. You like the T.O. team a little more. Little drama. Him and Donovan bitching back and forth. Come on. Tell the truth. Huh? Yeah, but the 17 team was all... I know. (laughs) I get it. And I agree. But come on. What was better viewing? Lori wants that. Lori wants that. He wants that star power that Jerry has. He wants to, you know, make you stand up, appointment setting television. Watching Jalen Hurts run for 75 yards? Eh, I don't know. Watching a guy throw for 500 yards? Four touchdowns, right? A.B. on the team? That'd be something I'm interested in. Put Antonio Brown on that team. I don't know. You got eyeballs on your team. Right? That's a great topic there, Chris. Hey, you guys like the 91 Eagles or the 17 Eagles? Who'd you have more fun watching? How'd you have more fun watching? 91 Eagles or the 17 Eagles? Okay, who'd you like? Just, you know, just curious. Gang Green. All right, Jeffrey. I, I, Randall Cunningham? Or did you like watching Nick Foles win that boat? I don't know. Brian Dawkins Eagles? Okay. Helicopters over Tio's driveway. Oh God, David Hill would. There would have been a docu series over that. Uh, Seth, I know you can't get away from the Super Bowl. Nothing like that. I, 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 I know Jeremiah. It's, it looks. Listen, I would say this to you, man. Two things in my life I said would never happen, and I'm so glad for fan bases. The Cubs winning a World Series, the Red Sox winning a World Series, and the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. And those three fan bases all deserved what they got. And it was great. I mean, seriously, people cried. People were at Jerome Brown's gravesite, okay, with a jersey of the Super Bowl at Jerome's gravesite. I got pictures of people showing up that were Eagle fans taking pictures at Jerome's gravesite. And they were they were sending them to me on Facebook. I'm like, I must have got 10 from Eagle fans. Sills, look at us. When it for JB, I was like, holy cow. Okay. Here, okay. Let's let's get into the by the way, again, don't forget. Uh Barrett will be at the bottom of the hour here. Name brand Sills, who's your starting front seven and the 34? Let me write that down. You can't put Hassan Reddick in your starting. 
In a starting 34, you can't put Hassan Reddick. He's 6'1", 230. Let me get, let, let me, 43, 34. Let me write that down. I want to make sure I hit on that because I like that, actually. That Kelsey speech was epic. You think um, Nick Sirianni has any say who the starting quarterback is in Philadelphia as long as he's the head coach? You think he has any say? Any say at all? I say this. I think Nick Sirianni was hired to coach whoever the front office puts in front of him. And that's why Doug Peterson was fired. Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. They want to get a look. Who? Who wants to get a look at Nate Sudfeld? Is that how you say his name? Really? How do you even get in front of the media and answer a question? I, I wouldn't have the cannolis to ask that to Doug. Doug, why, why the start of Nate Sudfeld? So that I could hear this, because we wanted to get a look at him. What? He's a bum. Why do I need to take a look at a bum in the final game of the year? The front office made him play that bum. Had to be the final straw. That had to be. Play him. Play him. No coach in his right mind's going to put a third-team quarterback in the final game. No guy in his right gourd. I don't want to lose my locker room. I know I have a losing season. You want me to lose my men? By putting a lesser dude on the field. Okay? Put that guy out there. (laughs) Dude, when I saw that and I saw Jason Kelsey sitting on the bench, I don't know who he was sitting next to, but I remember him just going like this, and I was reading his lips. He just started shaking his head, and he was going, And I, I knew right then and there. The players didn't even know. Usually you would let your center know because he's like the quarterback of your team that this guy could maybe play. This thing was done last second. The players didn't even know. You saw Jason Kelsey do this. Tell me I'm lying when he went. He started shaking his head. I went like this. They just dropped that in on him. These players didn't even know he was starting. So you practice all week with Jalen and all of a sudden the um, depth charts listed for game day and it's Nate Sudfeld. (laughs) I was like this. Then Kelsey's face. Then Doug gets in front of the media and goes like this. Yeah, we wanted to take a look at him. What now? Why would you want to take a look at that bum? You know who he is. You know what he is. He ain't getting any better. Oof, that was a terrible moment in Eagle history. It was just because it was like, do you know what it was also? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how an organization can sabotage a coach. That was sabotaging Doug. They sabotaged him there because Doug wanting to do things his way, not get along and go along. The writing on the wall was in that move 
for Doug Peterson never to coach a game again in Philly. You put Nate Sudfeld in, and you don't tell the rest of your team, practicing all week, you put that, that guy's ass in there, and you see players on the bench going, He was completely ambushed. Those players were ambushed. That goes to Sirianni here. Sirianni has no say. Frank prepared him for this. Frank went to him and said this. Hey, look at here. Know this. If you want that Eagle job, you got to get along and go along with what they want. And the players they put in front of you, you coach them to the best of your ability. That's why that Thursday knock on the coach's door, when Howie and people from the front office give them the players that are available for that game on Sunday, don't get your panties in a bind. Deal with it or don't take the job. Hey, Byron Leftwich showed you exactly what you do when you don't want a job. He hated the fact that Trent Balky was the general manager of the Jags. And he told Shade Khan that. I don't want that guy in my way. And you know what Bruce Arians told him? I know this for a fact. Bruce Arians said, if you don't feel comfortable with the general manager, because, dude, you're dealing with Jason Light in Tampa. Jason Light is there to try to help the coaches do anything they can to win. But Jason Light works with his coaches, not against his coaches. And they flat out told Byron Leftwich, if you can't work with Trent Balky, because remember something, Byron Leftwich is dear friends with the Harbaugh's, and Harbaugh couldn't stand Trent Balky, and he destroyed that 49er team. And so when he met with Shade Khan, he goes, he goes, I'll take the job. If he stays, I'm not. Shade Khan didn't want to have that put out there like that. Doug took the job because you know why? Doug still is under the notion that he's going to have more say and He'll work with Trent. Well, we'll see. Doug could have stepped into something too here that could be adversarial to his career. You got a guy that could be in the way in Doug Peterson down there and Trent Balky because Trent wants some of the credit too. Let's not forget, Trent did build that team that went to a Super Bowl and won an NFC championship. So Sirianni has to do this. Yeah, okay. So who's in front of me? Oh, it's Jalen. Okay, that's why when Gardner Minshew went to Nick Sirianni last year and said, is there anything I could do to start? And Sirianni goes, no. End of story. Who do I have to talk to? It ends here. I'm telling you flat out, you have no chance of starting here. They told Gardner Minshew that. Gardner Minshew went public with that. They told me I have no chance of playing here or starting here. Playing here, yes, starting here, never. That's from the front office. So that was put out. That's the culture. Now, here's a question for you. Okay. Do you think Jalen Hurts has enough time to win this job for a long time? Does he have enough time to do it? You guys are all telling me they don't know yet. Well, how many games has he played? 
You guys know that off the top of your head? How many games has he played? How many games has he started? Is it 20? How many games has Jalen started? Played in? I don't know that number off the top. Is it 20? 20? Let's see. 15? Is it 19? 20. It's 20 games, Bob? Okay. He's played in 20 games. He most likely, barring anything, will play in another 16? That's 36 games. Is that enough time to determine, including playoffs? Thanks, Davey. Thanks, Nathan. Is that enough games to determine whether or not Jalen Hurts is your starter? 36 games. He's already played 20. How do you think he's done in those 20 games? I would say this to you. C plus. Smile says Hertz's expiration date has already passed. Okay. So I ask you again, does he have enough time to win the job? Okay. Remember Baker Mayfield, it took the Browns 65 games for them to determine they moved off of him with a guy with all those issues. Daz, you think he's been below average? I think he's actually been above average. I don't think Jalen Hurts has played like a second-round quarterback. I could name you a ton of first-round quarterbacks. I mean, look, how about this one? And, and, and Daz, let's be fair here. You think he's played better ball than Josh Rosen? Brandon Whedon? Okay. I can name you first-round quarterbacks and go down the list of stiffs, and I could say this, right? If we're, we're taking some of the court, how about this? You think Jalen Hurts has played better than what Justin Fields did out of the gate? I think so. Zach Wilson, right. Justin Fields. Some of these other guys. I don't know. I think he's – those guys were first-round draft choices. Nathan, I think he was a little underrated when he went – when I never thought he was a second-round pick. Okay, how about this? Well, Jared Goff, you know what name? Jared Goff has three or four, 4,000 passing seasons. So that's, you know, that's not a fair comparison. You think Jalen Hurts ever throws for 4,600 yards? I think that's a stretch. Danny Dimes for sure. I'll take him over Daniel Jones any day. Any day. Right? All right. I want to take a timeout because Barrett Brooks is going to join us. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. we got a whole bunch of questions. For Barrett, love talking to our friend. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. We're almost at 100. Love to have that number at 100. Again, you guys have been killing it. I really appreciate it. We're going to effort our friend Barrett Brooks. I know he's got an event tonight. He's got a Brian Dawkins event, so hopefully we're going to be able to catch him for a couple minutes. A lot of news, though, man. You know, again, I love the fact that the National Football League, it just owns the front page of the sports page. They have done a remarkable job. And Jerry Jones is right. No matter what it is, whether it's Kaepernick conversation, which we all hated, but still it resonated. You know that, you know that, that story that people throw out at you all the time when they say this, hey, bad pub sells too. It's true. And the league knows this because you know why? The league is almost Teflon. It's almost Teflon. You're not going to turn away from the NFL. No matter what they do. You know why? Because it's a meat and potatoes league. You don't see the same arrogance out of the players that you do the NBA guys. Or the politics. The NFL got away from the politics. They're not moving games. They're not moving Super Bowls. They're not moving Pro Bowls. 
They're not doing any of that shit. Baseball and the NBA decided to get into the political arena and think they were activists. You know why? Because those players have guaranteed contracts. They could tell you to go to hell. They don't care. And the American sports fan goes to those leagues and goes to places like the NFL for a respite to get the hell away from that stuff. They don't want to hear about Trump at a football game. They don't want to hear that stuff. Who to vote for. Trump's this. Vote Democrat. That's what the NBA did all through that whole election of 2020. It was nauseating. And you know what's great? The NBA's kind of gotten away from that. And now you're at the Final Four, you're doing this. Who wins the NBA title? Their ratings have been up because they stopped that stuff. Look, what happened in Buffalo was terrible, okay? Everyone knows it. But to politicize it, there's one of the absolutely worst websites on the planet. It's called Shitspin, a.k.a. Deadspin. They write atrocious things about me all the time, too. Do you know what they try telling you to try to start something and make everything into a race baiting scenario? They say that you and me being white, watching NBA and celebrating the NBA playoffs, which have been great, is white supremacy. Tony Bruno went off on them yesterday on Twitter. I was so happy because they did a hatchet job on him. I know Tony Bruno 30 years. Tony Bruno is the furthest thing from a racist. He is a great guy. Okay? And I love Tony Bruno. And to call that guy that just because you want to. See see what shit spin did, though? They turned you and me watching the NBA playoffs because it's majority black guys and enjoying it and blaming the Buffalo shooting on white guys who watch NBA. I don't even know how you plug that in. I was like this. I, I'm, <laughs> you know, usually kind of you can connect the dots on that kind of shit. And you're like going like this. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this one. The point is you're just trying to create crap to stir the pot for whatever reason to get noticed. It's getting old. People want to do this, Sills. Don't talk politics. Talk sports, please. I need it. Talk about my favorite things in life. My Eagles, my Patriots, my Packers. Okay? You notice the NFL? Have you ever, get this, two things happened in the last six years in the NFL. You know what that is? You don't see anybody broadcasting kneeling. And, boy, that COVID, that thing went away in the NFL. <laughs> All of a sudden, man, last year you had like the first round or some comments about it. The next day, the NFL Players Association and the NFL on Park Avenue came out and went like this. Yeah, um, we're uh, laxing up on the uh, protocols for uh, COVID-19 and, um, yeah, Shit, I ain't never heard anything of COVID-19 in the NFL. All those draft parties, all the free agency, what happened? Boy, NFL must have cured COVID. (laughs) 
everybody else is still barking about it. The NFL's like, oh, what's that? Oh, sorry, we don't, you know, we're, 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 we're not there right now. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going like this, man. Hey, that's truly one of the best things I've ever seen. NFL got a call in and went, oh, yeah, we're uh, not canceling games and we're not pulling Aaron Rodgers or anybody else off the football field. And you think we're going to sit Patrick Mahomes he comes down with COVID-19? Ah, that ain't happening. Yeah. NFL got it. They got it right. But you see what you get with Major League Baseball. We're moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta. The year that Henry Aaron dies, too. They moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta. You're like, wait a minute. Hank Aaron just died. The guy who went through true racism. True racism. Because he broke the ultimate white guy record for the career home run mark. Dealt with death threats. And you pulled that game out of Atlanta. Worst rated all-star game in history. And I was like this. That's a shame. That to me was ridiculous hopefully we're able to catch up with with barrett i know he's got an event tonight so we may not catch up with him hopefully we can we'll see what happens here so please hit the like button we appreciate it that everybody's come in here with us look i'm glad we had this conversation today okay because again i wasn't trying to you know and i was so glad yesterday Okay, that I waited like an hour and a half before I started talking about Jalen here. And again, I started the show out with us doing this, okay? And, you know, I said this, I started the show out going, who do you think ends up winning? And it's fostered into this really great conversation we had here. Okay, who do you think wins their job at the end of this coming season? Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? And do we not agree? Jalen's probably got the most pressure. Jalen's got the most pressure here. Right? Because the great question that was asked, somebody asked the question. They go like this. Sills, what do you think he has to do? to be considered. And I say this to you on May 17th, if you're not pretty much sold that he's your guy, did somebody post Super Bowl or bust? Did somebody post that? Super Bowl or bust? PT says NFC championship game will sell it for me. Wow. That's lofty, man. Okay. Yeah, but Jeremiah, watch this. If Carson Wentz throws for 27 touchdowns and seven picks and 4,000 yards, how do you, how do you fire that? How do you fire that? Yale says he can hit the financial lottery if he plays well. Yale. Yale, do you really in your heart see them paying $40 million for Jalen? How about this? 
if he makes it to the NFC championship game, you see the Eagles spending $40 million a year over four years. You see them giving him $160 million. Okay. $160 million. You're going to give Jalen over four years. By the way, be interesting to see because I I said this about the Cowboys when the Cowboys were negotiating that $45 million a year deal with Dak. If you put Dak Prescott on the open market, you think Dak Prescott coming off an injury, somebody would have gave him $45 million? Boy, I'd like to have seen that. I'd like to have seen that. Okay? You, how about this? Right? So you... Who cares about wins? It's not ifs. You're seeing them twice a year. What are you talking about, dude? Hey, Raymond, if he comes in and he sweeps you this year, that won't be a good look for Howie. Because let's not forget something. You're still answering a question three years later about your quarterback and whether or not you have one. And if Wentz wins... And Wentz wins the parade, you'll be looking over at this going, wait a minute. Wentz throws for 30 touchdowns, wins the division, and now he's a starting quarterback in my own division. Really? You don't think that's a deal? And you don't think that's a big issue? Howie Roseman had the worst thing happen to him. You know what that is? Okay? If that dude rolls in and he's now in the division, okay? Hey, man. Got a couple minutes with my boy Barrett Brooks, man. Barrett, I know you're part of the event, man. My apologies, bro. So Brian Dawkins' event tonight? Yes, I am. I got Brian Dawkins' event tonight. I have my show, and I'm here in studio. Let me see if I turn it before you see. Oh, I love it, studio man. It's a Phillies game tonight. Look at look at Barrett's studios, man. I love it. Yeah, yo, this we make it happen. Now, usually when I'm here, when I'm here, it's a football field with the Eagles logo. For uh, Eagles pre and post game live, but yeah, the boys of summer are doing things, so you know I'm, I'm here. But hey, I, I have to, be, I got to jump on the show with you. What you got going on, bro? Couple questions here for you here, okay? Who starts yep. at right guard this year, and the battle at right guard? Who do you say wins that wow. battle? I mean, there's a couple guys that people aren't talking about, and that's uh, what's his name, Cody, Awosaki, Awosaki, whatever his name. He's gonna be somebody that you they're gonna have to um really lean on because I, I think he's a lot better player than people are giving him credit for a much better player. I think that he's going to combine for it. Um, of course, you know, Jetson, um, what's his name? Um, Driscoll. No, Driscoll. I'm not talking about the rookie, the rookie. Okay. Everybody thinks that he's going to be able to come out and play. I don't think so. I mean, he's not going to play guard. They have too many guards that can come in and play. Um, the front runner right now is, is say I mean, he's the veteran guy. He's a physical player. I know he was hurt all last year, but they're going to give it to him because, you know, he he virtually was a starter for the past four years. Um, Jake Driscoll, he's going to compete for it. Um, he, you know, he should be second just because he's shown the ability to play at a high level at that position. He's the swing tackle. Um, I just think that Coyote will, or Wilson K will probably be more suited to play and start at that, at that right guard position. You think they'll give Cam Jurgens a look? I don't think so. 
Not right now. I don't think they do. Plus, I think Cam is a little young, and they got some really good players that they uh that they're really gonna be able to you know plug and play, and you know that learning curve might be a little bit too intense to start off. And you know, I don't know if he could beat out Sayamala to tell you the truth. I don't know if he could beat out Jake Driscoll to tell you the truth. Both guys play very, very well. And like I said, Cody Awuzike is, is a really good player that people are not really giving any credit. I saw this kid last year in camp, especially, become a really good player. And um, he's gonna he's gonna buy for that for that position. You know, he's not gonna just be a backup. They're not just gonna bring him in. There's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna be pushed out of the position, uh, veteran players just because the young group are looking so good this year. So you're right, man. That's going to be a great, great position battle going into next year. Two last questions for you. How do you think they they use Hassan Reddick? Look, he's – Barrett, he's 6'1", 230. You can't line that guy up on first and second down because they're going to run the ball right at that guy. How do you think Absolutely. that Gannon uses him? Well, see, that's another thing right there. I, I just think – they're going to run a lot of 30 fronts, man. We talked about it before. In 30 fronts, you can really use all the players that they have. Why would they draft Johnson, a defensive end slash outside linebacker? The same virtual player as Sasan Reddick from Kansas. They drafted him. Um, look at all the linebackers they have in camp. Usually when you have that many linebackers in camp, it means you're going to run a different system because they definitely don't usually carry this many linebackers. Um, you look at Davion Taylor. He's going to be trying to go in and play – at one of those uh, stand-up positions in that 30, you know, that 34 front. Uh, you know, they bring in Dean. Dean's going to be trying to get that middle linebacker position. Uh, you know, they have a lot of guys there, like White, who are virtually good, man. This, this is the best I've seen their linebacker position since I saw Jeremiah Trotter and all those guys. So, I mean, it's going to be very, very competitive. They have so many linebackers that I'm just it's just pushing me towards them running a 34 front. I mean, they, it's almost like they have to run the 34 front just to take advantage of all the talent they have there. I don't see them going in any other direction, man. Final question for you here, Barrett. You know, Gary Cobb said he was out at camp the other day, and he said he really thought that Jordan Davis was struggling, just getting through helmets and shorts. He said he's been walking around the hotel. He goes, he's taking his helmet off all the time. Man, I'll tell you what, conditioning could be a problem for him. And would you have a problem with taking your first pick and your 13th pick off the field on third down, if this kid can't contribute in the pass rush, you think that will be an issue if he's not able to be a factor on third down? Dang all right. Damn right it'll be an issue, man. Because, you know, you're talking about a guy that's, you know, he's a, he's, he's a top he's – he's one of the top picks in the draft. So, number one, you know – hold on. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, number one, he has a, you know, he has a lot to um, – he has a lot to prove. Now, they're going to get him in shape, man. I mean, I remember sitting back and reading, you know, Bruce Smith and how he approached the game, how he came in kind of the same situation. Overweight, couldn't play a lot of reps when he left Virginia Tech. He did what he had to do. He jumped on that, um, that treadmill. He jumped on the elliptical and would go for hours at a time until he got himself into physical condition and shape to play every single down. And what did it do? It made him an all-pro. It made him a, a gold jacket wear, a Hall of Famer. So, yes, I, I think this I would have a serious problem with that. He can get the weight down. He showed the ability to do it going into the um, championship game where they had a month off. And, you know, he virtually got himself into shape and played dominant when he lost like 20 pounds. He's going to have to do the same thing. And he's going to have guys around him that, you know, show him the way. You know, Fletcher Cox. 
you know, guys like that, they're going to get the weight down on them. They're going to be in them. You know, they're going to be on them all the time. You know, those things just happen in the NFL with a maturation of becoming a better player. He's going to want to be a dominant player, and the only way he can do that is by cutting weight. Damn, press shirts. Look at this. Dude, press <laughs> shirts and everything, man. You look like a G today, man. All good. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks hey, a lot, thank man. you, Barrett. I appreciate you doing it, brother. Love you, man. All right. Well, I, I, I got to go, man. I, the boys of summer have to take care. This is my boy, Ricky Bo. Ricky Bo. <laughs> Ricky Bo, how you doing, man? All good. Barrett, thank that's you, right, brother. That's our base have a good one, bro. You got it, man. That's my boy, Barrett Brooks, man. Absolutely, man. Finding time for us there at the studio, too. It's always all good. Hey, speaking of all good, Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Finding that attorney is one of the most important things you could possibly do for you and your family when it comes to getting fair compensation. If you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is the firm for you. Trust me when I tell you this, for the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion when it comes to to getting compensation for their clients. They're the biggest casualty law firm in the country. Did you hear that? Size matters. They're the biggest. For the people is just not a slogan. It's who they are. It's what they do. With their army of attorneys, over 800 strong in Philly, New York, Florida, across the country, across the world, Morgan & Morgan makes it happen because they go to battle. No fender bender, okay? Those cases are not too small. They make sure they go to battle for you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. There's no one like them. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them your boy Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. 
Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Like it. <laughs> that looks like my heart rate. Big sales here. By the way, Jordan, thank you for coming by to drop a like here on the program. I really appreciate all of you guys. Really appreciate Barrett, man. I've really fallen in love with the guy, man. I really do. I really love the guy. He's always finds time for us, man, and we appreciate it. And by the way, anytime Sports Take asks me to go on, I'm there. I usually don't do that stuff, but Barrett's on that show, man. By the way, D-Gun, too. Um, spectacular people, man. Really a great show. So I hope you catch it tomorrow as well. Um, somebody asked a question, and one of the questions that I wanted to make sure that I threw at Barrett was, because you and I kind of, James, thanks for coming aboard. Please hit the like button, guys. Um, one of the things that we hit on yesterday, and somebody asked me, I don't know which one of you guys asked me about a 43 or 34. Um it depends on Hassan Reddick. Guys, do you realize that Hassan Reddick is 6'1, 230? You're not playing that guy in a 43. Okay. How do you play him? How's Ganny going to put him in a position to rush the passer and be effective? You can't play him in a 34, okay? Do you have to play him on third down in a 52 front? Where do you play him? You can't line him up over one of these offensive tackles, okay? How do you play him? They get handled. Or the war of attrition will wear him out. So Hassan Reddick, this is something that Jonathan Gannon, and what, what to me – this is what Jimmy Johnson and all the great defensive-minded coaches will tell you. If you have four guys that you can run at somebody, you're going to own the game. If your four guys can beat their five guys, you're going to own the game, okay? So to me, you've got to understand something here. How do you play the kid? George says, I've got the Sanderlin Racket and Swim Club Villages and amenities, all 15 of the rental houses, pools, 
yards ready. Come down on vacation. All right. Jordan, is that an invitation for Big Sills? I like it. <laughs> hey, Jordan, is that an invitation for Big Sills? Smart play. Um, we'll take him. What a run offenses are we facing? Need a man covering cornerback. Dude, the passwords, first you get you got to deal with the guys that you have in the building now. Okay? You've got to deal. This is, hey, what do you think it's going to be harder to do? Get A.J. Brown into this offense with Jalen? Or finding a way to utilize Hassan Reddick? These are not easy pieces here. Because he's not built like Micah Parsons. He's not built like Chase Young. Okay? He's not built like those guys. He's a little dude, 6'1", 230. That's a small guy. And you're not going to have him covering tight ends. You want to utilize him in the pass rush. So, I mean, you put Fletcher and Hardgraves, and then you put... Hassan Reddick and Sweat on the other side. So to me, that kind of looks more like your third down package. I'm not putting, I'm not putting, by the way, putting Fletcher Cox, this kid, Milton Williams, he may be a better pass rusher right now in his career than what Fletcher is. And until Jordan Davis can show me that he can rush the passer on third down effectively, I don't know if I'm starting him. On my third down package. According to Gary Cobb, they're taking him off the field on third down. Tampa two. I don't know. You have the linebackers to play. There's nobody on the Eagles that rep, that resembles anything like a Ryan Shazier or a Derek Brooks that could cover tight ends, play the run, and can blitz. There's nobody really like that. You need to have a backer like that. 6'2", 225 pounds, versatile in coverage. Derek Brooks, and when you play a Tampa 2, you're more off the ball. I need Hassan Reddick on the ball. Yeah, Drew, you can't – they don't have Tampa 2 personnel in Philly. They don't have that. They can't resemble and, – and, and look, you can't do this, play a Tampa 2 behind them. Because you know the gap that's going to be in the middle of the field? The same gap that you had a problem with when you had Derek Carr going for 90 completion percentage. That's the problem that you had last year. That middle of the field was so wide open because your secondary was playing deep and your pass rush was nowhere. You're 31st in pass rush last year. That whole middle of the field was wide open for every quarterback that could make a play. And they did make plays. Okay. Three, three, five. Do you have the personnel for that? GT asked, is Gannon on the hot seat? GT, it's one thing. Watch this, GT. It's one thing to do this. Here's my three, three, five look. Here's my 52 look. Here's my wide seven look. 
here's my 43 look. And to draw it up on a chalkboard. But to take the pieces that, remember what I told you about Sirianni. Sirianni has no say in who the quarterback is. He's got to coach the guys that are put in front of him. Same thing with Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon has to coach the guys that they put in front of him. This is like a big chessboard here. Gannon's got to figure out how to use a 6-1. And by the way, I'm not in any way saying that Hassan Reddick's not. I, I think he's going to have a double-digit sack here. I, I like the guy. I like the fact that he put weapon on his um, on his Twitter page. I'm all over that. But to me, it's putting these pieces together. What's going to what's gonna be the best front that's just going to be the most effective for the Eagles? Are you going to put your big personnel in there? Who's going to play your ends? Reddick's not going to be in first and second down end. Now, are they going to be in pass rush all the time? What, what's the first game of the year again? Second game is Minnesota. It's, it's the Lions. The Lions don't run the ball. So Reddick may get a lot of snaps as the starter in that first game because golf's going to throw the ball 38, 40 times. Okay. And I do think it's going to come up to personnel matchups. When you play Tennessee, I don't know if you're really going to see him on first and second down. Yeah. Detroit, right? Drew, they're going to throw the ball 40 times because they really don't have a running game. So that may be a good match. Then you got cousins, but then you got Dalvin cook. They may try to do what Kansas City did last year to the Eagles. That's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, go over the top like 49ers did late in the game last year. Okay? I think, don't hold my feet to the fire. We're getting Kurt Schilling tomorrow. And we will talk to the legendary ace of the Phillies and the D-backs. And he was legendary with the Snakes as well, so... Um, we'll get his thoughts. Very politically driven, we know. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a friend of ours, so hopefully we're able to connect with Kurt Schilling. That'll be tomorrow. Guys, hit the like button. Thank you so much for jumping aboard with us. Don't forget, tomorrow, 3 to 6. Catch you on the flip side. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.